Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 121 Hard as Nails and Gear. Hi, pals. We're into season three of Static now. Which we are indeed. Again, I don't know why I'm surprised. This, this is very short seasons. Uh, I'm I, Al. I'm Maggie. And yeah, it just feels like um, we're really shooting through this. Yeah, we're really blowing through nap time here. Yeah, huh? Um, the show has gotten a significant visual upgrade, which it, I'm, I'm just tipping my good thing for the first episode. It certainly but, uh, has. But like every new season of this show feels very different like it, mm-hmm. it's definitely looks and sounds better like i i know you're still not crazy about the theme song i think it's boy an i'm not <laughs> i think it's an upgrade from the last one i i feel like they keep getting worse oh well i disagree and i think the use of actual music like the you know actual songs in mm-hmm. the show is getting better like i liked Ooh. the idea of it before but i thought it was implemented poorly i think mm-hmm. they're getting better at that uh i it did just... not care for the uh uh uh, Nails theme song for this one. Uh, didn't bother me. And I, it gives the show like a unique identity, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It which, certainly does do that. Which, you know, if you don't like it, I get that. But you have to admit it's not, you know, it's not the score that they're doing for, for like the Batman and Superman shows. And it's not mm-hmm. like the, the sort of industrial music they were doing for, for Batman Beyond. Like it's its own thing, which I like. Oh, yeah. But, it's just not a thing I like. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got, I, I didn't realize, like, I knew there were a handful of crossover episodes here, but I completely did not realize we had another one, like, upon us now, well, which was it, a fun surprise. It was, it like, the title gives away nothing. No. I certainly don't read the words hard as nails and go, oh, good, a Batman episode. No, the dumb joke I probably already made last week was, oh, nails, Star Trek The Next Generation, yep. of course. Everybody's favorite. And for those of you who don't didn't listen to the podcast we did where we reviewed the entirety of Star Trek mm-hmm. or hung on to the specific episode once where they made that reference once, <laughs> Nails referred to Commander Riker in passing one time for five seconds, and we just latched the fuck onto that. Yep, because that's the kind of people we are. Sure is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, why don't you talk about uh, the actual Nails and, and Hard As and what happens in the episode called that? All right of a walk yeah i know sorry i'm tired all right it's midnight in gotham city you can tell because of the red skies and a superhero chases a young girl made out of metal through the streets and that superhero in question is static which is not surprising considering that it's his show whose newest uh terrible theme song did you just hear before the scene please <laughs> Anyway, Static's in Gotham chasing the newest bang baby, Allie Langford, a.k.a. Nails, because she makes her fingernails long, and she's made out of metal, like nails are. Whatever. (laughs) She's a former student from Virgil's High School who ran away when she accidentally destroyed a basketball net and also revealed that she's made out of metal. She disappears the next day, but Virgil and Richie are able to track her to Gotham by hacking her email. They discover she's been chatting with strangers on the internet who have promised her a cure. Virgil reminds everyone not to talk to strangers on the internet, and I quietly push my wife behind a plant. And so does Al, and like 80 other people that we know. Anyway, Virgil follows Allie to Gotham and runs into Batman, because why else does anyone come to Gotham? Nobody came here to meet the Mad Hatter. Well, one guy did, but he had a very specific fetish involving mind-control hats and British weirdos who like one book. 
Ooh, actually make that 82 people I who I know who met their spouse on the internet. Yeah. Anyway, turns out the people that the people Nails met on the internet were Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, who I assume were already regularly posting on a lesbian supervillain website. They've started a website to help cure bang babies, but it's mostly just to get them into criminal endeavors. So then everybody fights for a while. Static goes back to the Batcave and meets Alfred. And then Nails discovers that Harley and Ivy actually aren't that great. Well, not in this particular cartoon. I'd watch these two all day. Uh, they fight some more, this time on a boat. Static almost kills Harley with electricity, apparently not aware that the only superpower she has is the same one my brother has, gymnastics. <laughs> and Nails almost kills them, but then doesn't. Later, Nails is picked to be cured of her baby bang babiness by a completely ra random study by Wayne Enterprises, and Virgil realizes that Batman and Bruce Wayne share a butler. <laughs> I am stunned mm -hmm. that Batman appeared throughout this episode, voiced yep. by Kevin Conroy, mm -hmm. looking like Batman, yep. and you barely mentioned him. I know. Like, I would have assumed your entire summary would have been about Batman. You guys know about Batman? Mm-hmm. Have you heard the good news about Batman? I mean... Yes, you gave me that literature. <laughs> yes, it was a copy of Batman Year One. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. No, this was, and, and like I say, the, the upgrade, and let me just jump into my good thing. Yeah. Like, the everything, the visual look of this show, everything is tighter, less blobby, with more shadows. Mm -hmm. Like, the last time we saw Batman, they really strained credibility to get me to believe he lived in the same world as this show's characters. They had to yeah. draw him, you know, they had to really sort of, like, downgrade the way he looked to, to make him fit but now it's still not as good as the other shows but we're somewhere between that and where we used to be like mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like those characters are slumming when they hang out with Virgil like yeah it's just and um also we're here yeah honestly if the actual animation like the way it moved had mm -hmm. been a little more fluid this could have passed for like a like a, a lower end Superman or new Batman episode I thought yeah and it was nice it was nice to like the shadows were the biggest thing and they stood out more in the second episode mm -hmm. where we're back in Dakota and it's daytime because here in Gotham, everything looks like that. Well, yeah, like <clears throat> this, it, it opens with that red sky. I'm like, oh, are we in Gotham? That, I didn't expect that at all. No, and they did a cute little riff on Batman standing on top of the building with the, the lightning strike behind him yep. at, the, at the beginning of the credits where it's static instead. And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's definitely doing that on purpose <clears throat> because he's a big dork who worships Batman. You can, you can, if you get close enough, you can just hear him going, uh-huh. Like, Verge, first of all, it's raining, so there's already lightning. Second, you're static. Mm -hmm. You can make lightning. <laughs> you don't need to make the noise with your mouth, man. Ah. It's like what's-her-face from uh, uh, Star Wars making the pew-pew noises. Oh, several of them did that. Laura Dern. Ah, uh, Ewan McGregor did it as well. Ah, oh, that rules. He made the uh, lightsaber noises anytime he did a lightsaber. <laughs> You and you don't have. We put those in later. Yeah, but they won't be sound this good. Mm -hmm. Look, do you want a clean take of me doing it? <laughs> I don't mind. Mm -hmm. I know this isn't my actual accent, but <laughs> hello there, hello there. Um, I'm Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> but uh, I no, like he from looked... Jedi school. <laughs> I know him. He moved away. <laughs> um. No, but, like, Virgil is a big dork who loves Batman, and that's yeah. why we find him so relatable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of those moments of him, you know, like, uh, there's a couple of moments where he talks to Batman just like a guy. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on? Oh, uh, I mean, hi. Uh, like, yes. Um, and you, you realize he's talking to him as Virgil and realizes, oh, wait, I need to be static. Yeah, we're, uh, you don't care about me as Virgil, but, like, if I'm in superhero mode, I got to one-up here. 
but I I don't think I've ever really perceived a huge difference between the way he is as Static and the way he is as Virgil. Oh yeah, no, he's just the same kind of dork. Both. Yeah, but here it feels like oh wait, grown up superhero voice and like changes his posture and, and yeah. deepens his voice just a little, and it's like okay, there is a difference. I like. Well, that. it's like, it's like uh, oh shit, I'm hanging out with the guy. Like yeah. No, and that was the vibe last time, too, and mm. it's still here, and it, it, to me, it doesn't get tiresome. Like, if they'd done some weird spinoff where it was, like, you know, like, when they decided Pinky and the Brain needed to team up with Elmira for a whole yep, series, yep. which, I don't, I don't weird know Weird choice, happened. but... Uh... But, like, if they did the new Batman and Static Adventures for some inexplicable reason like that... That's a... Uh... What's it's up? an odd choice, but I would watch it. Yeah, that's the thing, is I would never get tired of mm-hmm. that dynamic of him trying to look cooler, like, like... The dynamic of Dick was, you know, always trying to impress him. Yeah. And failing. And mm-hmm. Tim is just a kid and he's having fun with it. Yeah. But I, I would love Virgil. Be- oh, God. Oh, God. I, I, I can't let him realize that I'm, you know, I have problems or that I, well, you know, like, I, I, need to, I need to be cool in front of him, you know? Well, it's that walk between, like, like, this is Batman. I got to impress Batman. But also, I've been doing this for a while on my own. I'm not bad at this. Yeah. You know? It's true. He's not. And Like, I did fight the Joker. I had help, but, like. Yeah. Most people who meet the Joker also get killed. Yeah, the Joker came to my town, and I'm still living. Mm-hmm. And the Joker went to Arkham at least for a minute, but that's, that's not a, my fault. That's a one up on, uh, like that's up on one on at least one Robin. Like, yep, exactly. <laughs> you hired that guy. Yeah, the, no tire irons touched me. No. So, but I, I just Al personally didn't vote for me to be killed. <laughs> Uh, but it just really this kind of ties into your good thing, just like mm-hmm. the whole the whole dynamic between. Them. I just it, it's been two episodes now, and I really love that Static and Batman don't fight at yeah. all, physically like, or such... like they don't they don't really come to blow like to to philosophical blows either. Like yeah, I'm not gonna do this your way. I'm gonna do. In fact, he defers to Virgil a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, this is you know you know the place. You have been dealing with Bang Babies. My mom is uh, staying yeah. with us this weekend, and I keep having to say "bang babies" in front of her, and I feel terrible. <clears throat> it's so embarrassing. Uh-huh. Um, no, it's just I've been dealing with uh, with bang babies for two years now. I know what I'm doing. But also, this is a girl from his school. He knows mm-hmm. her, and so it's nice of of Batman to say, "Okay, you know what? Yeah, all right, mm-hmm. I I will trust you." Because he doesn't do that for anyone. He didn't do that for Superman. No. It's like, and I've read so many, and I, I, I used to talk about this when we were doing Batman all the time, like, Batman can be a real asshole to other superheroes. And it's, yeah, it depends on who's writing him, but this, exactly. this version of Batman is kind of an asshole. Yeah, but like, just ha- just having him be like, yeah, all right, you're you're the one, you're, you're the I'm one sure... that I don't, th- that I think actually does a pretty good job. And I'm sure that's a behind the scenes decision to say, look, it's Static's show. Mm-hmm. We can't have the cooler superhero from the cooler show come in and suddenly it's about him. We have to have yeah. our guy has to be the hero. So they, yeah, exactly. they found a way to make that work without making Batman out of character, I think, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, uh, I miss uh, uh, Robin not being in this one, though. I like their I like their dy- dynamic. I did like that the first time, but I kind of think it was a good choice to p- push him away this time. Just to give Static an adventure. Plus, he got to meet Alfred. I mean, that's true. We got I... Commissioner Gordon and Bullock briefly. Like, it mm-hmm. was it was a nice, like, here's some of the other guys in Gotham you didn't get to see last time. Yeah. Um, I would like to see a, a Static uh, Robin team up, though. Oh, like... yeah. No, that would be fantastic as well. Yeah. 
Just um, no Batman, you know? They make that's mention... me saying that. What's that? And that's me saying that. No well, it's Batman. Because these these shows have done a good job of building the supporting characters up to the point where you actually want to see them. Yeah. It's not like get back to the Batman part. It's like mm-hmm. I love that guy, but what else you got? Gotta get um, back to the Batcave. In fact, uh Static even asks, mm-hmm. like, hey, where's Robin? And uh he says he's off with the Titans. You'll find yeah. you'll meet them someday. And it's like I unless it happens in this show, no, he won't. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no as far as I know, the Teen Titans don't exist in this in this I universe. I don't think so. Like, there have I, been I had... Titans shows, but I don't think they're part of the DCAU. Yeah, as, like as even the um, even the original like Titans cartoon was too like anime to sort of really fit in. Like, well, I mean, this I show's got it a, done have... a way different style, but yeah, it's more than that. I think there's some things that fundamentally contradict or whatever. Yeah. So. Also, I don't know who that Robin is, and I don't think that they might have said, but uh, like this one, the one, that's... no, the the, the oh. one, the Teen Titans Robin. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we did get to see Bullock and uh, Gordon, and mm-hmm. <laughs> those voice actors each showing up for what two lines each. Yep. That's uh, that's impressive. <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess uh, they still got paid. Plays, so. Guy that plays Bullock, you want to swing by for one line? Yeah, I got nothing going on. <laughs> I just assume that he's exactly like Bullock in real life. He's oh, see, I just actor. I take I take the opposite approach. I feel like he's a very refined, you know, like he's uh, he's in a wood paneled library, mm-hmm. in a in a smoking jacket, drinking brandy, and and reading a volume of Proust or something. Yeah, of course I'll come over there and do my character. Yes, you've reached Alistair Cookie. How can I help you? That's your uh, that's your go-to, huh? Cookie Monster in the uh, Masterpiece Theater parody on Sesame Street, Monsterpiece Theater. Yeah, I can never remember what the real guy's name is. It's, it's Alistair Cook. Alistair something. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good joke. God Isn't damn. <laughs> Shout out to Sesame Street, recently canceled by HBO. Sesame Street has done... No, 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 no. They didn't cancel it. <laughs> Sesame Street has done a lot better parodies than we realize because we're usually very small children when we see it. I, I went back and watched the Twin Beaks one. Oh, yeah. the kiss of a chef. But there's no way you got that when you were, like, oh, Sesame no. Street age. No way. Nope. Um. So that bit you were talking about in your summary, which definitely made me laugh about mm-hmm. don't meet someone over the internet, because, yeah, I mean, that's how I know you. That's how I yep. know my partner. That's how I know everyone. But I on the other hand... That. I have known you so long, I forgot we met over the internet. I mean, I met my partner over the internet because I knew you through the mm-hmm. internet. Yep. Like, what you said is true, but also it's because of you, mm-hmm. who I also know that way. I, I I mean, most of my current friends, I think there's like two people that I knew from before that. Yeah. But my point is, the show wasn't saying that so much as, uh, maybe don't tell a kid, mm-hmm. hey, come to this other town and meet me. On, on the internet, that's a little sketchy. Yeah, just to t- especially Gotham. Yeah. Which, okay, I don't care about the actual, quote, geography of any of this. Like, mm-hmm. like where Dakota's supposed to be. We talked about this a little bit, and I don't yeah, really whatever. care. I don't really care where Gotham is supposed to be. But mm. I am kind of curious how close these cities are to one another, only because Virgil's, like, 16. Mm-hmm. And did he fly there? Like... You know what I mean? Is he going from New York to L.A. to chase this girl, or is it just the next town over? Like, I don't know. I got to assume, like, they're pretty close, you know? So you're looking at, like, the uh, Metropolis, Gotham, Dakota Yeah, maybe it's like, um, well, if Dakota's supposed to be, like, Detroit or something, maybe Mm -hmm. Gotham's, like, Chicago. Yeah. Which isn't that far away. 
or you know as the superhero flies anyway i don't finding a place that actually makes sense for any of these places to exist it always feels ridiculous to me yeah no again i don't actually care i'm yeah. just trying to like to to, to uh, place in my mind that this teenager didn't travel entirely across the continent mm-hmm. to find this runaway it's it's just it's like well you know how gotham is in new jersey i'm like i do know that but like no it isn't no and metropolis is in delaware no no it nothing isn't. nothing is in delaware i could tell you this as the resident of the state that bordered delaware for mm-hmm. 30 years nothing is in delaware it's yeah there delaware is only technically a state it's really a tax dodge Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's not a joke. Oh, my God. The second part. <laughs> Tons of corporations are based in Delaware because of some tax thing there. Oh, that's weird. But I mean, I, not surprising. I've never met anyone who actually has lived there. And I live both in uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania, the two states that border Delaware. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anyone who lived there ever. When I um, when I moved to uh, America, uh, I had a long commute to get to my uh, to the my, my job, mm-hmm. and I started um, doing the license plate game, and I finished oh. it pretty quickly just because, like, you yeah. know, driving through Portland, yeah. um, you see a lot of license. It took like maybe uh, like six months to see mm-hmm. everything, except Delaware, and yeah. I have still. Never seen a Delaware license plate in the wild. Oh, yeah. That's definitely where Metropolis is. Because no one leaves Delaware. Yeah. No, I went through Delaware all the Mm -hmm. time. When I lived in Pennsylvania, I went back home to Maryland. Yeah. I I never actually went there. No. No one escapes Delaware. No. Well, it's because Superman's got everything under under control there, I suppose. Exactly. That must be it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in this episode, we learn that Static, like, we have this continuing, I, I really wish I'd known this going in, I would have made this a recurring bit, like, in the future or whatever, like, the the, the use of electricity to do ridiculous shit. Yep. I feel like we should be keeping track of this, because <laughs> now he can use it to hack into computers. Yep. That still makes more sense than, say, making paper dance. It doesn't. <laughs> First of all, you definitely can make paper dance with static electricity. Like, if you've had a real woolly sweater and you've rubbed it, Mm-hmm. And then you put something thin and light like paper near it, it will kind of float and it will kind of move around. Like, that's that's a thing you can see in actual mm-hmm. life. But computers, like, with electricity, you can turn it off or on, but you yeah. can't hack, like, you can't get her password by shooting a bolt of lightning at it. I'm honestly shocked we're into season three and we haven't had an episode where Virgil goes into the internet. Well, particularly since we're in city powers. 2002, 2003, something like that, where that oh, shit yeah. was really getting big in pop culture. Everyone was going into the internet back then. Yeah, this is almost around the time when I met you and Amanda, and one of the things you were complaining about was all mm-hmm. the, the rash of horror movies that had come out where, like, there were ghosts in the internet. Yeah, ghosts whatever. on the internet. It's stupid. Yeah. No, I agree, but that, what I'm saying is that was a trend around that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. You guys remember Fear.com or Freaky Links? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nope, I sure don't. Not until mm-hmm. you said that. Um, Freaky Links used to come on before the X Files. So you'd be like, "Ooh, I don't want to miss my uh, my my must see TV uh, block of television." Yeah. This one two punch <laughs> of of magic. That's not true. The only thing that ever came on before the X Files was The Simpsons. Mm, this is like that's not true. They, they moved. They moved one or both. Oh, yeah, it was no, th- they were both Thursday night shows at first. No, X-Files was on Friday. I remember that. That's right, because it was surprising that it actually didn't get canceled. You're listening to Alan Maggie pain- painstakingly reconstruct TV guide. <laughs> You're listening to Alan Maggie are old. Mm-hmm. But Al is much older. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I wasn't gonna say it, but uh. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say my bad thing now. Yeah, <laughs> being old. Yes. Uh, that's not my bad thing for this show. <laughs> the show does not remind me that I'm old in the way that current shows for children do. You sure? Uh, no, um, I did like seeing Harley and Ivy. It occurred to me, we think of them as this iconic duo. Mm-hmm. Well, what, I mean, there's a show about it now. Yeah. But back in the day, there were, what, like two episodes, I think, of animated series? where they yeah. paired, Like, they paired them up the first time, and they were like, shit, this is good, and they did it mm-hmm. again. But, like, that was it. And yeah. And it just... It loomed so large in people's minds because, first of all, not a lot of good female villains in comics on the whole, unfortunately. No. And second, you don't get a lot of good female friendships. Like, putting aside the lesbian undertones, which are mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah. Even no just friendships. Kidding. Like, you yeah. don't, like, they're usually stabbing each other in the back. Mm-hmm. So just getting a team up of two ladies who are cool villains and also friends and working together. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it was so cool to all of us that we remembered it being bigger than it was but it was really i think only two episodes but yeah and so then this it was not oh go ahead no go no i was just remarking and then this happened and then yeah we got to see them a third time which is great like i love seeing these two yeah. work together and the dynamic of the specific dynamic of harley constantly telling bad jokes mm-hmm. and then looking to ivy to see if she's laughing yep like i get the impression she's not doing it to annoy her she's doing it because one day she's going to find the thing that makes her laugh. Yep. She will. She's going to keep just keep throwing stuff at the wall until something sticks. There, there, There's a bit where I forget what the joke was, but like Ivy looks at her and just goes, go get in the blimp. And I'm just yep. watching and going, ha ha, you love her. Yep. You're in love and you hate it. And I don't know if that's deliberate mm-hmm. or not, but it's real easy to read. Yeah. But okay. So it was legit great to see and hear them again. It really, mm-hmm. really was. And I am enjoying the Harley Quinn show a decent amount, but hearing yep. Arlene Sorkin as Harley again is like, oh yeah, that's that's I mean, real Harley. That's that's the voice. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What's her face does a great job on Harley Quinn, but um, yeah, and it's a, it's a bit of a different take on the character. But, yeah, you know, I like this one better. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just my preference. Um, and it didn't bother me that they were stealing stuff to fund their uh, alleged scientific enterprise. But then when it found out, when we found out they were just lying about it, that there was yeah. no, like, they weren't, like, I would have loved if they were actually trying to help people, but they were doing it through crime. Like, yeah. Like, if they're sort of anti-heroes instead of well, just straight up villains. This is definitely a show that's like, well, you shouldn't steal gold bars from the government. And I go, mm, you probably should, though. Well, I mean, you're going to get caught. Yeah. The government has better security than you have. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I liked, like, it doesn't bother me that they're thieves. It bothers me that they're liars. You lied yeah. to a kid. Come on. That's not cool. No. A kid who needed, like, actual help. Like, and they pointed out, I didn't put this together before, that they're both doctors. Yeah. Like, they both have MDs or PhDs, one or the other. And, like, mm-hmm. they, they put in a lot of school. They're very smart ladies. Yeah. They probably could. Like, and what they said was, Ivy's got the chemistry knowledge mm-hmm. and Harley's got the, the counseling background. Yeah. To help you get like get over your powers and then deal with the trauma of that yeah. and it's like damn that's actually a yeah. good idea and i wish they'd actually been doing that instead mm-hmm. of just using it as a front to get power people to you know be their hench people yeah we just wanted some people to uh get, uh, get us gold yeah open like, like government security doors to get gold it's like ivy you can control people's minds just do that yep like, yeah you made you made bad, batman not... marry a plant yeah that's bad, but at least you're not being mean to children on the internet. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm I have no great love for kids, but I don't think they should be taunted on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> At least not without reason. I mean, Harley in particular, I bet could be real mean when she wanted to be. Oh yeah. She dated the Joker, and she's a psychologist. She can get right into your head. Mm-hmm. I know well, the one thing that makes you feel bad about yourself. You've never even met me. Yeah, I have. It's real easy. She's mm-hmm. like Sherlock Holmes, but to insult you. Yep. I can see by the mud on your shoes that you walk in a lot of mud and you suck. <laughs> wow. Ivy, you moron. <laughs> you absolute basket. She never would. Nope. Uh, What was your bad thing? Uh, yeah, so speaking of Harley, mm-hmm. um, her line, no one should go this th- go through this alone, girlfriend, uh, done in uh, a very particular accent. Girlfriend. Is, just, yeah, yeah, is rough. There's a lot of that. That is, that yeah. is the worst example of it, but mm-hmm. the whole episode, and Paul Dini wrote this, and it's great yep. to see an old friend, a good writer, mm-hmm. show up on this show. There, there's a lot of good writers on this well, show. The, the doing... fact that... Okay. There's a Paul Dini Batman static episode that I did not know about. Yeah. No, it's great. But then like everyone like he's like, "Oh, what is this? This is the this is the show for urban youth. This is yeah. the black kid character." So or yeah, so everyone should be saying street slang. What do I, a middle-aged white man, know mm-hmm. about modern uh African-American vernacular English? Let's see. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can do this without asking anybody for help. I mean, Dwayne McDuffie, the creator, of, co-creator of this character and regular staff writer mm-hmm. of this show, is right there. Yeah, I know you guys know each other. <laughs> hey, Paul, you maybe not want to put that? Nah, I'm sure it's fine. I, yeah, there's a lot of just awkward, like, yeah, like, your example is the worst. But mm-hmm. there's other ones. And it's it, some of them are coming out of static. And look, yeah. Phil Lamar does an outstanding job, as ever, mm-hmm. of selling that as best he can. And it still sounds a little, like, when he's going up to Batman and saying, what you got, dog? Or something <laughs> like that. It's like, oh, please okay. don't. Please. Don't call Batman dog. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of leads into my quote, which. Oh, what do you got? Uh, I've got this, which I thought just thought was funny. The idea of Allie Langford with those two is whack. That means crazy. I know. It was. It legit was. But, like, Paul, Paul Dini, you're the whitest person I know, and I'm the whitest person I know. Yeah. Paul Dini, you're so white you married a, you married a magician. I almost said wizard, which is basically the same thing. <laughs> I don't know why that's white, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can't picture any of my black friends doing that. No. <sighs> no, it's it's a little rough. Yeah. It's and ju- I did like, I liked seeing Alfred. Mm-hmm. Alfred is a catty bitch, like always. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Um, who, are you, who are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> no, you're not. I, just once I'd like someone One to time. believe that. Oh, that was so good. That would have been my quote. Mm-hmm. So good. There were a lot of good quotes in this episode. There were. There are also some bad quotes. So. Like, Paul Dini, for his whiteness, does mm-hmm. know his way around a good one-liner. Like, yep. He straight up does. Um, What else? Uh, let's see. Oh, near the end, he made Batman smile. Mm-hmm. Um, Because uh, he does a little... I don't know if he fucking lobotomized her to forget he was there or mm-hmm. what, but he did a little Batman disappearing act in front of Nails. And Batman's like, yeah, that's, that kid's pretty good. That was pretty cool. A little smirk. Like, mm-hmm. both Robins are just like, how did you do? How? How? What did you do? How did you get in? Mm-hmm. 
Why does he like you more than us? Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't have to live with him. That's probably part of it. Like, you you know, the friend you only see occasionally is a lot easier to get along with than the friend you see every single day. That know? is absolutely true. Yep. Um, I really like the line uh, after when uh, uh, Batman and Static go to see uh, Gordon and uh, Bullock. Mm-hmm. And uh, they leave and Bullock goes, did Robin change his hair? <laughs> You're one, you're supposed to be one of my detectives. Are you That's fucking, fucking kidding funny. Me? <laughs> uh, suspect was uh, black or white. I don't know. I I don't know the difference. I can't tell. I don't see color. <laughs> oh boy. Great. Thanks, Harvey. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm a hero. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, that's why everyone in this town loves you. Mhm. Very popular man. Yep. Um, let's talk about nails cuz we haven't talked about her at all. Oh yeah. I also, I don't have much to say about her, but it feels like this is the new like, mean, powered character for this episode. We should probably talk about her for a minute. I, I mean, I like her as a, like, uh, character, I guess. There wasn't much character to her. She was definitely more of a plot device to get yeah. us to Gotham and, and all that. But, like, it's, I don't know. It's a good visual, I guess. Well, I mean, it's just Wolverine. I mean, it's basically X-23, right? Yeah. It's like Wolverine, but a teen girl. Yeah. It's like she's made of metal, but I couldn't. I didn't figure that out at first. I just thought she was gray. I thought her powers were that her Lee Presson nails weren't on tight enough, and they kept falling off. Yep, yep. She can shoot her. Uh, she can shoot her fingernails at you. She can punch her chest, and it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's like I I bought her conflict. Yeah. Like, the idea, and again. Making some of the the people affected by the Big Bang—that's what I'm going to call them until mm-hmm. I forget. Um, like making some of them sympathetic is always something I've enjoyed. Well, I like—I always like that better than just like, well, I'm an armadillo now. I might as well turn to crime. Mm-hmm. Plus, my name kind of already sounds like that, so mm-hmm. I'll just lean into that. And oh, leaning into it turned me into a ball. Here I go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but you know, the like they've done this before—the idea that they're sort of conflicted. Like, well, I'm not a villain, but the wrong influence could tip mm-hmm. me over. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I, happens when you talk to people on the internet. I would have, well, she's a kid, so maybe not, but I'm mm-hmm. thinking if they'd made it now, they could have added an extra sort of seductive angle where it's like, oh, this hot lesbian couple wants me to help them. And I, yeah. I think they're kind of attractive. Like, uh-huh. like if not, not straight up wants to have sex with, but mm-hmm. at least, is trying to impress because this lesbian power couple has taken a liking to her. Hey, we saw you across the bar and we like your vibe. Yes, exactly. But on the other hand, her being a kid makes that weird and gross. So never Uh, mind. Well, just age her up. Yeah. But then she can't go to school with static. You get, there's a whole thing there. Go put him in college. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. Problem solved. Yep. Uh, (laughs) You're welcome. Static shock. Uh huh. All right. Anything else? Uh, did we talk about like like what do you think of the new costume? Ba- bef- this like next to the old costume. This I like is it. The first time we see it, I actually like it better. It's like it's it's less colorful, mm-hmm. but not in a grim, dark. Let's make everything edgy way. Yeah, it's just darker. He's just using more of the blue and mm-hmm. less of the yellow, and I like it. Mm-hmm. That's all. What I kind of miss the white t-shirt, but that's kind of it. And I think mm-hmm. it's just because I'm used to the white t-shirt. Yeah. Like otherwise, it looks really good. Um. I don't know if I like the sunglasses better than the goggles, but the goggles were never good, so well, <laughs> maybe one let's of the try things, the sunglasses. One of the things that's absolutely gotten upgraded is all the character models. Yeah. And, like, 
the glasses look like glasses instead of like indistinct lumps on top of his head, which mm-hmm. really the first two or three episodes you were you and I were both wondering, are those goggles? It looks like they should be goggles, but it's hard to tell the way they draw this show. These are just my head lumps. I mean, it's uh, what I thought it was. It was part of his costume, and maybe yeah. it's just a thing. I'm not like I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. the maybe something ties on and ties up there, or so I don't fucking know. I'm like it's it, like it's or not it's like, like a headset. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. It it's certainly not the dumbest thing I've ever seen on a superhero. No, like like it's Gambit's certainly head not condom exists. It's not like wings on your feet. No, <laughs> which I know has precedent in mythology, but still kind of really stands mm-hmm. out to me. Yep, wings on his feet. Yep, or um. Uh, 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 pie tin flash. Mm-hmm. Is also that guy. That also has its roots in mythology. Yeah, it's I know. Also not great. But the, but look, you borrow the concepts, but mm-hmm. the costumes, if you're trying to mix and match with more modern looking things, are going to stand out. Hey, we're making a new flash. What do you think? Well, keep the lightning bolt. Get rid of the pie pan on his head. People love the pie pan. Do they? Well, then we'll bring back the other guy. Then we'll have both. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? I think that's everything. Very well. Then let's move on to gear. Yeah, have fun with that. Oh, I will. I'm going to go. Nope. Check you're going to stay right here. Stove. This is the job. <laughs> All right. Static responds to an urgent call back to the abandoned gas station of Solitude, which really feels like it should be our running joke name for the place, not actual canon. And is concerned when he sees what is clearly some kind of brainiac construction skittering around the place. I mean, it has little telescoping tentacles and everything. Relax, dog, says Richie, still the most second most punchable character in this entire fictional universe. That's mine. I created this lethal drone to help me suck more. I got the idea watching the Bush administration doing drone strikes. Then he throws up some gang signs and starts beatboxing. Cool, says Virgil, <laughs> even though nothing happening here is actually cool. Which just goes to show what a great friend Virgil actually is. Yeah, gee, I call this thing backpack, Richie continues, because it turns into a backpack, uh, homie. (laughs) Thankfully, Virgil is called away on a genuine emergency, so he's spared having to lie further. He arrives on the scene to discover the Metabreed, current lineup, Talon, that kangaroo guy who sounds like Hermes from Futurama and whose name is actually Kangor, which has to be a kangaroo-themed He-Man character, right? Oh, it's... Shiv, the number one most punchable character in this entire fictional universe. Ooh. The gang is busting Ebon out of jail so they can hole up in their new HQ, which is a jail. <laughs> well, the old abandoned juvie hall. No one will think to look for us here, says Shiv, as long as we never leave until we're all rehabilitated. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, Shiv. The only thing more brilliant would be if Richie somehow became an actual manifestation of everything I hated about pop culture in the 90s. You know, garish colors that clash, rocket-powered rollerblades with a safety helmet, Natch, and a wise-cracking extreme attitude. So all of this actually happens. And trust me, it sucks even more than my description. Yes, it turns out Richie is retroactively a bang baby, and his power is thinking, a thing he's never done before opening his mouth. <laughs> Ebon, meanwhile, is starting to put together the fact that the only people who hang out with Richie are Static and Virgil, who looks an awful lot like one another. So, naturally, Richie puts on his new dork costume, picture of himself on himself, as Homestar Runner once said, <laughs> to stand next to Virgil and effectively draw several underlines and exclamation points around the fact that Virgil is definitely Static! Somehow, he manages to actually save Virg, and Ebon somehow ignores the incredibly obvious evidence of his own eyes. And in other somehow news, somehow Maggie and I are going to have to watch and review two more seasons of this show with Richie taking an active role as static sidekick, Gear. Yes, Gear. 
the shitty 90s cherry on the shitty 90s Sunday of shitty 90sness. Radical. <laughs> God, I hate the 90s. And You're, I guess uh, I know this was made in like 2003, but sure. But it was how also, much more 90s could this feel? Yeah, yeah. Your uh, your Richie impression sounds a lot like uh, David Lynch. <laughs> you don't say, Virgil. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you from my extreme phone. I call it backpack. The weather today is uh-huh. clement. Yeah. Ugh. So we talked about this when Richie got powers that one time, and I said yep. I thought he he stayed a superhero, and you're like, no, he lost his powers. We're done. Yeah. Uh, like uh, this is what this will never be a problem again. Well. Guess what? It's a problem. No, and these two ride off together as superheroes into the sunset, clearly mm-hmm. implying. Plus, Richie in costume is in the opening credits now. Yep. So this is not a one-off. This is how things are going forward. Yeah, I want like when we started the new episode, I'm, I like I I saw him and I'm like, is like is, we got like a new villain or something? It's like oh, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, and God. see, I I know they're nothing alike. Mm-hmm. I know the character is not the same. I know the situation is not the same. But this is what I had in mind every time you said you wished Max could put on a costume and be a superhero next to Terry. It's like, oh, yeah. This is the worst case scenario of that. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, this is not what I wanted. Damn yeah. you, monkey's paw. Exactly. But that is, it's basically the same thing because Richie is his Max. Yeah. And sometimes he just, like, the, I think the superhero just needs someone that supports them who's a regular guy. Mm-hmm. They don't all have to put on a suit, man. That's the thing, though. Max was cool. Richie is the opposite of that. Well, no, no. I, I like I said, I understand that. It's not exactly a one for one thing mm. at all. But, but that's this is this is the uh, the danger that I had in mind. Ugh. And I was like, well, we don't want that. Well, if there's any danger around, you're in luck because Richie is covered in safety pads. Mm, well, that's because you can only be so extreme before standards and practices say we don't want to get angry letters from parents. Please, please put him in the elbow pads i'd hate to sk- to fall over and skin my knee dog hey hey g shut up Richie. hey listen watch out i was trying to go a little more high-pitched and nerd with him i i, I understand how that comes off as, as david lynch but according to my calculations <laughs> you guys want to hear about dougie no dougie and richie episodes? everybody's favorite team up oh boy so uh, not a surprise to anyone. Richie's both of our bad things. Why don't you go first? You don't say. Great. More Richie and his terrible new name and his Iron Man in the Burger King Kids Club costume. You have no idea how much I wanted to specifically reference the Burger King Kids Club in my summary. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you know what? Maggie beat me to that joke. I'm not going to undermine her joke. Yep. But it is a very good observation that I wish I'd gotten to make first. He is... Just so Burger King Kids Club. Yep. Just like. Is there a greater, like, example of that whole aesthetic? I like, mean. Like, you. No. Like, I, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the curtain back just for a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the 90s nearly as much as I pretend to. I think it's a funny bit, particularly since it was the decade you were a kid in. Exactly. I don't. I, there were tons of things. Some of my, like, honestly probably like my top three to five TV shows and movies come from that era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just this aesthetic, this specific yeah. when cartoons like, look, my favorite cartoon growing up was a toy commercial that was unapologetic mm-hmm. about being a toy commercial. Yep. But then they kind of took it to the next level with this whole, everyone's got attitude, dude. Yep. It is. Oh, well, kids ugh. love attitude. And Burger King kids club really just 
that's that's the perfect like it well, it all came to that. Well, it's that team of multicultural children, one of whom is in a wheelchair and one of whom is from the future. So we 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 cat we get every uh every available uh Oh yeah, you want to get person. all the marginalized groups. You want to yeah, get exactly. like uh, you know, uh, uh kids, uh, you know, like oh god, I don't know how we say disabled now and I don't want to offend people. Like mm-hmm. legitimately, I'm not making a joke. Uh, differently able? I'm I'm not sure. But yeah, they, anyway. you don't like you. But my joke is, uh, you know, and and the marginalized group of kids from the future. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, and that kid from the future is the one I always think of when, like, like when Richie shows up. I'm like, it's that kid from the future that was in the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't know the mythology of that. I just know the aesthetic of it, I, which is wow. This is I don't know the cowboys of Moo Mesa and mm-hmm. fucking like uh, battle toads and mm-hmm. like. All that shit, you know? Oh, battle toads. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. And there's a million bad examples of 80s stuff that I grew up on that is garbage, too. Yep. I'm not trying to say, oh, my childhood. No, it was terrible, no. too. Mm-hmm. It's just, I was in my 20s when this stuff was coming out, so I was extra critical of, like, oh, kids nowadays. Jeez. Yeah, well, you know, I I would feel that way, too, about the 2000s if I remembered anything about them, which I don't. Well, we're watching them now. Yep. Also, like, okay, putting aside the whole 90s shtick, this show, like, this season, I believe, premiered in 2003 or somewhere like mm-hmm. that. Like, like we should be beyond all of that. Well, that you know. this, this is so clearly like a 1995 look. Well, I mean, you know the rules. Like, the first few uh, years of a decade are just the end of that decade. Of no, the no, 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 no. I don't mean, like, Static always had a good costume. And they, mm-hmm. I like, whether you think they made it better or not, they definitely updated it. Like, mm-hmm. like Static is a fresh take on what a superhero looks like that we hadn't seen before like and it's great mm-hmm. but richie looks like like he doesn't look right next to static richie looked at crash test dummy and went yep yes father i will become a crash test dummy mm-hmm. <laughs> see like that band oh yeah yeah uh so my bad thing Yes. Retconning him as a bang baby is terrible. It sure is. Like, the only thing I've ever liked about him, and I say this every single week, is all the cool stuff he's invented for Static, which I mm-hmm. legitimately like. I like that they're both science nerds, and he's the more tech-oriented one, and he made mm-hmm. him a bunch of... Like, every time he does it, I call it out, because he makes cool little things for, yeah. for Virgil to use. And now it turns out that was his power the whole time, and he's not special in any way. Yeah, that's the thing. Like... The I like you could easily have this character like if look if you're gonna make this character Virgil sidekick and apparently there's no stopping that mm. no matter what we do like you can easily have yeah I invent stuff like he's been doing that since like the second episode or whatever yeah you know like and he helped him come up with the costume yeah so you, the first episode yeah you just do the Iron Man thing where it's like yeah I invented all this stuff but they've got to have like this thing where he's like he's super smart now and like I'm watching and I'm like this guy's an inventor but like. I've never seen him be good at any like at like like math or anything. No, that's not the character. No, it's the character's it's, a jerk who uh, who likes is tinkering mean to his with best with machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whose friend he just lucked out in the friend lottery yeah. of like like oh I'm a comic book nerd and my friend is a superhero now. That is mm-hmm. the most amazing turn of events. Yeah, perfect. You yeah. know, I could absolutely see the evolution of like. Yeah, I can. I've got all these gadgets kicking around. I'll just be like Gadget Man, I'll which is already like, a better name than Gear. Well, yeah, Gear sucks. I uh, w- yeah. between that and the bicycle helmet, it's just like he looked at a bicycle and went, "Yeah, that's that. That's it, right there." Mm-hmm. I found my look. Yep, someone you, threw you a just, bicycle. That's the through first his thing you laid eyes on. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, whatever. Works for mm-hmm. Batman. Also, it's 10 speed, which has gears. That'll be my name. Yep. 10 speed. Uh, that would have been a better name. Yep, it would be. <sighs> Bicycle basket. Yeah. Little Bell. They could call yep. him Little Bell. <laughs> Static and Little Bell. Yeah, really? see, it's, it just rolls off the tongue. Really, though, and I mm-hmm. mentioned this briefly in my summary, but the idea that they're trying to get Ebon to not think that Virgil is static. Yep. So putting a superhero next to static that looks just like Richie in a yep. costume is not helping with that. Yeah. This is I, not going to help with the whole stupid secret identity thing. Well, and like someone, I think it's it's Talon points, points at uh, uh, Virgil and goes, they got the same haircut. And Ebon goes... A lot of people have that haircut. No, they don't. Well, mm, they do. Not in this show. No. But, like, I liked that they addressed that because I've been pointing it out that that Virgil has a very distinctive mm-hmm. haircut that also Static has. And, like, Ebon. And this is this is kind of a cultural thing, honestly. Mm. It's a, oh. like the black dude saying, no, nah, lots of guys wear their hair like that. Oh. It's like, okay, that's good. It's not it's not Richie saying it. You know what sure. I mean? Like, it's it's... It's such a minor thing, and I'm probably reading too much into it. Mm. But him saying that is like, nah, man. If I let my hair out of my out of my braids here, I, my hair would look like that. Mm. All right. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Um, but I don't. I hate that. Ebon feels like he's not dumb. No. And this, like, that's one of the reasons I like him as a villain. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's he not. makes sense as the as the boss of this gang because yeah. he's he's pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the the plot unfolding the way it does relies on him being incredibly stupid yeah like come on it's man just yeah Ugh. like this is one of the reasons i like you so much like you're usually pretty on the ball yeah not like your brother who turns into a ball yes exactly mm-hmm. different thing entirely weird family reunion just yeah also okay so the like i say the richie being a superhero thing is not going to help with the secret identity thing it's going to nope. make it worse but also so you have what we just talked about in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Static is earnestly trying to live up to the incredible legend that is Batman. Yes. Then Richie is trying to live up to the pretty cool legend that is Static. It's like it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting the first generation, but this mm-hmm. is Richie who's trying to be as good as Static and failing spectacularly. Like yeah. Also, Virgil, we react we we respond to this every single episode. Very much that Spider-Man wisecracking. Most of his mm-hmm. jokes are duds, but he's cute and he sells it because he's got charm. Yeah. Richie is now, in in sort of meta, like, uh, fictional terms, the comic relief. Yeah. To a kid who's already funny. Yeah, like... We don't need that. We do not need this guy here, you know? like We had a whole, like, three-minute sequence of him learning how to fly with his... With his titular gear mm-hmm. and um god i want gear to be a synonym for penis and i don't think it is but it sure yeah, sounds like sorry. it should be it's like tool i think it's um, slang the beatles tried to make work one time don't sit around pounding your gear <laughs> um but it's it's like um it's like the greatest american hero maybe one of the worst shows we have ever reviewed certainly the one of the worst shows we've ever seen on this uh for this show yeah, not well, this show the other, for the show. other show yeah since we've been reviewing stuff together yeah um 
but it's uh like it it feels like that where he's like he can't control his flying and he's going whoa like it's very yeah. slapstick broad dumb and it's like oh this is gonna be the vibe with Richie he's just gonna yeah. be like wacky sidekick while mm-hmm. Virgil's making the dumb jokes he's gonna be falling down into you know a pie or something it's just like all I ever wanted was to see you fly directly into a building yeah. that's all I mean I that is what I've always wanted but not like this it's... oh god yeah. It's I really bad. hope that this is not going to just be the rest of the show. I think it is. Oh, God, because I like this show. I mean, the best the we can hope for is, is to die th- in our sleep. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's a broader <laughs> thing. That's not just because of this. Mm-hmm. Look, look, we made it through Enterprise. We can make it through, like, the next ten weeks of this. Sure. <laughs> um. Plus, Dwayne McDuffie's still writing it. Plus, yeah, that's true. Like, but, but the best we can hope for is, like, when Robin showed up on Batman, he still wasn't in every episode. He mm-hmm. was he was in the background or not there at all for quite a lot of them. So yeah, maybe Richie or maybe, yeah, maybe he won't be you know yeah the primary focus for a lot of them. What worries me is that he's in the opening titles, fighting yeah, but, crime. Okay, but I counter that point with uh, so is Hotfoot. You know what? That's true. Wow, I feel a lot better now. Just so, who who we both thought would be a huge deal. Yep. And who showed up exactly twice, each time for about five minutes to be utterly humiliated. <laughs> so, man, there's still hope. I'll defeat you with my pile of hot dogs. <laughs> Everyone with the fucking hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, let's see. Hey, oh, Richie. So, in the end, they're they're talking about different potential names, and I guess they name check a couple of Oh different. yeah, this is my uh, good thing. Oh oh, sorry, I don't mean to yeah. step on that there. Uh, this is uh, so yeah. At the end, uh, Richie's trying to figure out what his terrible name is going to be, and he goes hardware, uh, mm-hmm. which is another. Uh, I don't know if it's Dwayne McDuffie or not, but it is another icon character from. Oh, that's uh, great. Where uh, from where Static? Uh, it's also great. a very not a very good superhero name, and it's from the '90s. I bet uh, it's a very very. Uh, like if you told me that was a Rob Liefeld character, I would have believed you. Yeah, it might be from the '80s. I, I'm not sure when uh, icon came out not sure i yeah. i think the 90s but i'm not positive on that yeah but only because he's... like there was a there was more of a market for independent stuff then yeah but uh no he goes uh hardware and then he goes steel both of whom are black superheroes and Richard yeah. richie just sort of like or uh virgil looks at the camera like I think well yeah it's better. Like, like why don't you call yourself cultural appropriation man yeah. how about that I mean, he's yeah. already doing real well. But what I was what I was gonna say, I didn't mean to to uh, step on your your good thing here, mm-hmm. is there's a great open mouth, shifty eyed animation on Virgil, mm-hmm. where like he opens his mouth to say something, thinks the better of it, yeah, and darts his eyes back and forth, and it's it's just again, the show's always done pretty good with the faces, and I think the upgrade works even better. All right, he's like Richie, no, uh. yeah, fine. I just like the idea is just like great so this is every day of my life now uh huh look I the reason I like flying around as static is because I can get away from Richie for a while yeah dude's got a rough home life so he hangs out at my house a lot which is cool mm-hmm. but I need to get away from him sometimes I need some me time yeah it can't like we've seen episodes like this before where it's like we don't always need to be together dude yeah you could you could go hang out with our other friend well mm-hmm. I can hang out with our other friends you can go home it's Oh, God, I'm going to try and get on the Teen Titans, and he's just going to be there, like, assuming that he is also on the Teen Titans. Uh-huh. Oh, God, what if Batman shows up again? Oh, God. Oh, 
it's a struggle to keep up with Batman, but I just barely do it. And mm-hmm. with him, there's no way. I can't wait to meet Batman. Oh, I mean, no. fortu- fortunately, it would be real easy for the guy with electricity powers to make the guy whose powers is having a bunch of electrical gadgets mm-hmm. to, to just stay home. Oh, geez, your backpack's acting up again. Weird. Mm-hmm. Your backpack, which is named Backpack. Mm-hmm. God, that's so bad. <laughs> it's just so bad. Look, I made it go on my back. It's a backpack. Hey, no, well, I, you got to come up higher like that. Like, hey, I'm a nerd. How no, I'm doing? just doing the I'm just doing the David Lynch oh. impression now. You got to say according to my calculations and then push your glasses up. <laughs> according to my calculations. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Two uh... over pie, Coop. <laughs> it's damn good pie. <laughs> um... You're watching two superheroes sharing a tender moment. <laughs> uh, my good thing Virgil puts together that Ebon has kidnapped him because he thinks he's static. Like, mm-hmm. he takes him as Virgil in his plain-ass, plain, plain ass everyday Virgil clothes. Yep. And puts him in, in a cell in their uh, juvie headquarters. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll just shock... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He took me as Virgil. Why did he do that? And, yep. like, just doing that little detective thing? Doing, yeah. like, putting together? Nope. Okay, and there's cameras in here. I can see one right there. Mm-hmm. That means he's watching me to see if I'm going to do static shit, so I can't. Yep. And he doesn't, and it's very good. I like how smart he is. Yep. That's all. Mm-hmm. No, it's Virgil. great. It's he like, yeah, like he can get out of he he can get out of here if he has to, but of like course. he's not going to do that right away. No, you know? I'll just sit here and wait to be rescued by Gear, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Great. Gear. Mm-hmm. Also, the the little backpack robot that he named Backpack, and I'm it's never going to get over now. that. It's so bad. He called it Backpack. It doesn't even stand for anything. No, it's just its name. Mm-hmm. Ba- the Backpack named Backpack. Yep. It, it, seriously, I said this in my summary, looks like Brainiac shit. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, it's the same off-white. It's the same style of telescoping limbs with, like, a red eye. It, mm-hmm. it just looks like... And we've seen that simplistic Bruce Tim style be adapted to many different types of robot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You don't just have to draw them one way, but eh. yeah. I would love a new well, retcon where it turns out Richie was actually possessed by Brainiac this whole time. That would be. That would actually uh, make a lot more sense. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, no wonder I'm super intelligent now. Brainiac possessed me. Yeah, and I've been building all this stuff because eventually it's all gonna congregate in one place and combine into a new Brainiac. Yeah. See, that's actually that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, we we've done this since the early days of Star Trek. We mm-hmm. we rewrite episodes better. Call aesthetic. Mm-hmm. This show that hasn't been on the air for twenty years. Yep. Yep. Also, the the eye that comes out of backpack looks like it's gonna give someone a colonoscopy. <sighs> yep. He probably thinks that's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. Goes in your butt. <laughs> <sighs> Just so bad. Uh huh. Real, 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 real bad. All of that being said. Yes. There's a moment, and this is because Dwayne McDuffie writes good dialogue, mm-hmm. where. Richie is describing what he's going through, where where this, like his brain has just started going nuts. Yeah, and honestly, as a guy who is ADHD, who is mm-hmm. medicated for ADHD, I have this. I have this. My thoughts are racing, and I have fifty thousand. Like this is my quote. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna play this here. I think faster, a lot faster. Sometimes I can't stop thinking. Sometimes it's like my thoughts are thinking thoughts. See, I just thought that. It's like ideas are exploding in my head. Does it look bigger? It does, doesn't it? I found it, and I don't know that it was necessarily meant to be relatable. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like 
my brain is five steps ahead of what I'm saying to you now with my mouth. And by the time you reply, I'm 10 thoughts ahead. It's sure. not that I'm smarter. It's that it's faster. Yeah. The thoughts are pretty stupid, to be clear. I'm not trying to say I'm a genius. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to say my thoughts move very, very, very fast. Mm-hmm. I just found it very, really, it's hard. It's hard to keep up sometimes. And yeah. for a moment, when he's talking about how, how difficult it was, it was like, hey, relatable content. Mm-hmm. And then he said some Richie shit. And well, yeah, of course. It's like, ah. Took uh, back out of it. Yeah. Uh, Richie, you and I have finally bought... Oh, never mind. All right. Yeah. Well, moment's over. That was I fun. I found you related. Uh, nope. The In a different is... reality, you and I could be... No. Foes? Yes. I... The thing is, I was a white kid growing up loving hip-hop. Uh, I have since the mid-80s mm-hmm. and have ever since... Like, it's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I I adore it. I I love I could name 50 old school like hip hop acts that I'm just a huge fan of and I never once even now feel comfortable saying things are dope or fly or yeah. like things that like and I don't say your generation to say I'm old. I'm saying in terms of pop culture and slang you mm-hmm. are a separate generation. You kids who grew up in the 90s are oh are yeah far enough removed from the kids who grew up in the 80s. When you were saying that stuff it, it's not like when Andy Samberg says something is dope, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound appropriative. It just sounds like, oh, he's like a 90s kid. And he just yeah. says that somewhat ironically, but not really. And like, mm-hmm. I get it. But for me to say that stuff just feels bad. Yeah. And so anytime I hear Richie say any of that stuff, it's just mm-hmm. like, please, come on. You, you, you got to knock that shit off, buddy. <laughs> I heard some of the coolest slang listening to like, I don't know, Run DMC or something. Mm-hmm. And I would never say it out loud for fear of embarrassing myself yeah and now i know words like cultural appropriation but as a kid i just knew it would be embarrassing it's just like no this is gonna this i don't know why but this is wrong yeah on top of that if i said this in front of a black kid he'd probably give me a a dirty look Mm -hmm. (laughs) for good reason yeah yeah it's just it's not it's not great Mm -hmm. if they play that up in the show where it was intentional and like when he's at home with with Virgil's family and like the dad's like, please don't say that. Yeah, please. Like, that's our word. Please don't say yeah. that. But like, yeah, yeah. But but here at the Hawkins household, I can say the N word, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Wow. Absolutely not. But you know, like, because like Eminem was becoming a thing, and like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, he, it's edgy, right? Oh boy. Right. He feels like that kind of guy. Well, because racism is over now. Uh huh. Richie, you need to go home now. Look, Richie, I put up with a lot of shit from you because I've known you since we were kids and, you know, we're friends, but please stop. You you, you, you need to go away. You need to be in prison somehow. Yeah. Well, fortunately, the Metabreed hold up in jail. So. Yep. They'll never think to look for us here in prison. I have mixed feelings about that. It's kind of cool in that it's a secure hideout that probably no one's going to look for mm-hmm. him in. But on the other hand, you just got out of jail to go back to jail. Well, and then they all talk about how they all met it, like when they used to, used like when they used to be in uh, juvenile hall. Yeah, like which okay, yeah, most of the most of the villains in this are young. I get that, mm-hmm. but also, are you really nostalgic about like the prison? It's like, oh yes, I definitely uh, have uh, warm feelings for that building. I was never allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? That's. Uh, I think that's everything I've got. Uh, I hate Richie. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Also, did you know? Did we talk about Kang, the kangaroo guy being called Kangor? Because I don't think it came up before. I don't remember. Like, I'm sure they've said it like once or twice, but like, it's one of those th- they just don't mention it. You know, mm-hmm. like not enough that you're like, oh, that's Kangor. 
It, no, because it's just like uh, they need they can't just have Shiv and like because Shiv sucks and they mm-hmm. can't just have ta- like they need a third one. Yeah, it's like we threw Carmen Dillo in here one time, which mm-hmm. is okay for a goof, but that can't be the like we need somebody else. The the meta breed sucking and just having whoever they can find around is extremely funny to me. I would love a scene where Ebon is like, man, I could be a criminal mastermind <laughs> if only. Like well, he's got Talon's it's... cool. Talon. Uh-huh. Talon does what I say. She doesn't mm-hmm. seem too stupid, and mm-hmm. uh, I can trust her. But uh, everybody else? Ooh. Maybe Shiv's like his cousin or like his childhood best friend or something. Uh, or like, I can't or shake him now. They've got like uh, gang background. So like it's, yeah. it's his uh, fellow gang member who has been killed or gone to jail. It's like his kid. Yeah. It's like, well, I promised my, my running, you know, the guy from mm-hmm. my running crew that I'd look out for his boy. But ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Just terrible. I just assumed he'd get shot eventually, and instead he got powers that maybe turn his hands into knives and maybe turn his hands into wheels. Uh, in this episode, he turns it into his hand into a ping pong paddle so he can play ping pong. Mm. That's what he's using his cool powers for. Yep. Great. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, if nothing else, Richie being Virgil's psychic means when he fights the Metabreed. Virgil doesn't have to waste his time taking out Shiv. You yeah. know what, Richie? You do that. I'll take mm-hmm. the other three. There's a part where uh, uh, Richie's fighting Shiv, and I'm just like, choke him, Richie. Choke him, and I'll take back everything, almost everything I ever said about you. I didn't know who I wanted to win that fight. It's, yeah. Could they just knock each other out? Yeah, whoever wins, we lose. Uh-huh. Unless it's like a mutually assured destruction thing, then it's okay. Oh, that'd be fine. Yeah, they knock each other out, and then they're both mm-hmm. quiet. Yep. If they both shut the fuck up, that would be that would be uh, a victory for everyone. Ah, uh, that would have been my good thing. Uh, it would have been everyone's right, good the thing. Entire series. Uh huh. Never mind racism being over. World peace would have descended immediately. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I don't know. I'm like apart from the Richie thing, which you're you know doesn't bode well. I still think we've got some interesting stuff ahead. Yeah. Uh, next week we have an episode called Static in Africa, for instance. Uh, that's a reference. Wow. That is a reference to Shaft in Africa. Yeah. Which is a great deep cut. I think it's like the third Shaft movie or something. That's the third Shaft movie, yeah. Yeah. When Shaft was already like kind of obscure. Like, yeah, they, uh-huh. they remade it, but, you know, it's never been like a big blockbuster or anything. No. Uh, and the other one is called Shebang. Oh, boy. Which apparently, I didn't know this, is the title of a Ricky Martin song. Yeah, Shebangs. I... I I, grew I up didn't in the know 80s, that was like, the title, but uh... Ricky Martin, I'm familiar <clears throat> with, but I'm not as intimately familiar with as you probably are, because like mm-hmm. he was big probably when you were in high school. Oh yeah, he was big when I was almost 30. Mm-hmm. So I knew some pop music by that point, but not as much as I would have in high school. Yeah. Um, and I think Flonk's joining us for those. So. Oh, fun. So that'll be fun. Uh, let's see. As ever, the website kidslovebatman.com. You want to write to us? It is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh. If you want to donate to our Patreon, we would love that. You could hear us review episodes of Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Uh, it is patreon.com slash Algar. You can pledge as little as $1 a month and get everything that Algar Productions makes, not just uh, this show, but yep. the other shows. So uh, check that out. And, uh, oh, I'm on Twitter at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. See you, folks. Twala bang, babies. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com.
To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 